Welcome back to Court is in Session, episode two of season two. It's like we're a Netflix show that somehow got renewed. <laughs> somehow. Somehow we made it. Our this production co- our production costs are low. Very yeah, low. Know. You know, we're, we're, pay- we're paying our own bills to make it through here. <laughs> All you need is a computer. Welcome computer, to 2021 where podcasting light. is just two computers. Two computers and a ring light. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, and microphones. And microphones. Yes, sir. We are we cutting. We are cutting edge technology. Listen, uh, also, you got to cut costs too. You know, you, you got to be. You got to be mindful of the of the bills today. You know. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Listen. Low cost. Low budget. Very easy to entertain people. Nick, let's Listen, get dude, right into it. Got to watch out for the luxury tax. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Hey, nobody wants to pay luxury taxes these days. Nobody. No. Pro sports teams, me and Monopoly. No, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Always right, a sucker when you land on property tax. Anyways, getting right today. into it. Uh, second round of all-star voting came out, Nick. They're pretty much same names as uh, as last time, as last week when we talked about this. But um, we, we just kind of talked on the all-star game in general and whether or not they should have it but they're absolutely going to have it because the nba doesn't care um so i guess let's just pretend like we don't either and yeah, uh, get mean, into listen, some names on here you, you, i mean we've seen there's hella backlash on this uh on this all-star game uh, i mean i know lebron's already come out saying you know why you know he doesn't mm-hmm. you know for the health reasons and stuff i guess you know obviously that makes sense and players health and, and safety obviously comes first um, yep. As a fan that just wants to watch basketball, I mean, I, I'm not going to turn down another basketball game. Um, mm-hmm. But as a person, I guess, you know, obviously we want to make sure everyone's safe. And I mean, that, that could be a conversation for another day. Um, but yeah. you want to talk about people who jump, who are jumping out to, to you know, on, on the All-Star voting. And we talked about him a little bit before, you know, we started this podcast. Andrew Wiggins, seventh, <laughs> seventh in the front court votes for the Western Conference. Andrew Andrew Wiggins is, is a cast-off. I mean, he, he was absolutely nothing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He was absolutely nothing for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And he's still absolutely nothing for, for the Golden State Warriors. Um I don't know if he's picked up his play of late. Uh, maybe he has, and that's why maybe he shot up there. I, I couldn't tell you what his percentage is off the top of my head, but the guy can't hit a shot in the first place. Um, I would rather see people – we talked about how – well, we said Christian Christian Wood is a spot below him. Um, you know, probably mm-hmm. – it says here about 600 – no. No, wow, about 25,000 votes underneath Andrew Wiggins. We don't – I don't really know why. I'd much rather see Christian Wood than Andrew Wiggins, and I think Christian Wood is much more deserving. Uh, but that's the first name I'll bring up. Um, I mean, the, the real all-star of that, really the only all-star on that Golden State Warriors team is Stephen Curry. And listen, I already I said in the last episode, I think Steph Curry should be um, in, in the conversation for MVP strictly because of what he's doing for that team. You take him off that team, they go from being whatever they are now, a nine seed to like a, a 50th seed. Um, so, I I mean, I'll, I'll bring I'll talk, I'll bring up Andrew Wiggins next. You got anybody else? Yeah, no, just on the on the Wiggins front. I mean, twenty five games into the season now, um, the numbers are the numbers are okay. They're Andrew Wiggins numbers. It's like you expect this guy to be so much more, and he's just kind of there. Like he'll get his numbers, but like you never. Sometimes you don't notice him. Sometimes he's like, oh, Andrew Wiggins has been on the court for ten minutes and hasn't mm-hmm. done anything. But seventeen points a game, thirty seven percent from three. That's a career high on five attempts now. 
um, and 46% from the floor on 14 attempts. So like the volume is there and like the, I guess the output is kind of there and he's, I mean, he's always a solid defender just cause he's got that length and it's always been effort for him. Um, how long has he been point, in the league? I mean, it, it's taken him what eight years to figure it out. Yep. He's been in the league since 2014, 2015. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's been around for, a while now and the Andrew Wiggins that we've seen is probably the Andrew Wiggins that we're going to get, but he's still only 25, which is, you know, if he late, if he late blooms when he's 28, 29 and he's like, I don't know, like what is, what is, what is the ceiling? Like high volume Trevor Reza at this point with low effort on defense. I mean, I I don't really expect anything from Andrew Wiggins except to go out there and just kind of fill fill a void and just be a body Mm -hmm. out there and just put his hands up and maybe you know brick a shot every once in a while. But like, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not out there. I'm not trying to. I I don't. I'd rather not see Andrew Wiggins in there. Um, Bottom of the list. He's he's seven for the forwards too. So I I mean, he's not going to get in. But the fact that he has more votes than than Christian Wood and even Bi to a lesser extent, especially Christian Wood, bro, especially Bi. (laughs) Bi is a menace. I mean, I don't have his stats in front of me, but I mean, watching Bi kind of blossom and what the past two three years with the with the New Orleans Pelicans and um, kind of taking over games, and he he is that guy for the New Orleans Pelicans. And um, granted, Mm -hmm. now he's got he's got to deal with the whole Zion hype. Um, he had to deal with all, you know, Lonzo just kind of being Lonzo and, and being around. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Bi, I think, is arguably one of the. I mean, he, he he's a top player in the West just for for what he has and his scoring potential. Once he gets hot, he doesn't seem to miss. Um, personally, I would rather have Bi, and I think Bi is a, a ten times better player than Andrew Wiggins. Um, but if you look at the guards for the West, all the way at the 10 spot is Alex Caruso. I mean, like, <laughs> that's more of a, I mean, if you go on Reddit, like everybody's, everybody on Reddit is Caruso for, 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 uh, for all-star game. Like it's, it's just a joke at that point. Every team, you know, has their own hype, you know, machine for like, you know, six guy on the bench coming off yeah. and he plays like six minutes a game. But like, look at this, you got two rebounds and two points in two minutes. Mm. hashtag all-star vote you know whatever yeah. so like and caruso is caruso is a solid player but more of a meme uh at this point is you know at, at this point so he's him being up there is is funny but at least it's 10th in the west and like off the top of my head like he's at least below some other names on there you know that yeah are there obviously he's not going to get in it he might get in a skills competition i mean put him in the skills comp you know the one where one. they dribble in and out of the cones or they'll have one um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. John Morant is fifth. Um, but and then I look at the names, and then I look at the names above him, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense why he's fifth. And I look at the names below him, and I'm like, okay, fifth is probably a good spot. I really want to see him in the All Star game. I think he deserves it. Um, Wait, well, you look at that list. Who's number eight on the guards for the West? Oh, Clay. Th- okay, Clay Thompson. Yeah, yeah, and CJ McCollum, who's out now. But CJ McCollum at least had a good start. To okay, CJ McCollum's at least a stud. He's played it. He's playing this year. Clay Thompson's not playing this year. What's the point? Yeah. Of- what is that? Mm-hmm. What, is, what is that? I mean, I get the NBA. Yeah. You try to incorporate the fans and the fans vote. You want to have the you want to have somebody out there who the fans want to see, but you also got to mm-hmm. be realistic. I mean, would I would I want Caruso in it? No. You think Caruso is going to match up well against someone like Jalen Brown no, or, or he's Zach not going to be in it? I mean, yeah. I mean, like I, like you said, it's more of like a fan vote, kind of like something like, hey, hey mm-hmm. look look who I got out there. We got Caruso. Oh, let's vote for Caruso. Um, yeah. I mean. 
it, when you said where John Morant sits there in, in the rankings, it does make sense. I mean, I don't want to rank him higher than Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, but he definitely, I think, is having a much better season than um, Chris Paul or Devin Booker. And I think Devin Booker is even having a pretty is having a good year. I think that Suns team overall is having a great year, especially mm-hmm. um, had a statement one last night. Um, who was like yesterday, Wednesday, Wednesday the tenth, uh, be- beating Milwaukee at home. Um, that was a big time W for them to kind of prove who they are and, and that they kind of belong in the upper echelon, upper tier um, of teams mm-hmm. this year. Um, I got to give them credit, uh, you know, especially going out getting Chris Paul. And it seemed like getting Chris Paul was the right move for the Phoenix Suns. Um, it's kind of helped take, take a load off of Devin Booker's shoulders. And I think it also helps in player development. Um, you, you got a, a savvy veteran who knows what he's doing on both sides of the football demands 200% um, out of every single player on that team, whether they're, uh, all the way at the end of the bench or whether the six man, um, especially establishing a culture around a young team who's looking to kind of finally build it from the bottom. It's taken them, it's taken them what? I mean, years, 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 10, 15 years, just to kind of dig it out of the bottom. Ever since they had Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire um, and Sean Marion, that was about it. Everybody else, mm-hmm. you can't name another person on, on, on the Phoenix Suns. Um, I mean, but what I what I've seen out of Devin Booker this year, I mean, he he's an absolute stud. He, one of the best scorers in the NBA, no doubt. Um, it seems like every time he gets the ball, he finds a way to put it in the hoop. Um, I love the. I mean, I love the guy. I kind of want to free him from Phoenix, but it kind of seems like they're starting to kind of figure it out. So I, I you know, I'm okay with it. Um, I like to see Phoenix win, but um, it's interesting to have him in. You know, as high as they are in the West right now, I, I don't know if they're like the fifth or sixth seed, uh, maybe even a little higher, but. Um, Listen, give, give, give me Devontae Booker and even give me Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul's an absolute stud. I mean, the guy will give you 25, eight, eight assists every game. Uh, make the right plays on the defensive side of the, uh, on decent defensive side of the ball in transition. Um, getting in people's heads, you know, uh, out of balance plays. He's another he's another uh, coach in the year, everybody. I love that too. Right. He's getting, getting Chris Paul feels like the first bit of service that the Suns have done for uh, – for- Devin Booker since he's been there. I think drafting DeAndre Ayton one could be looked at in hindsight. And obviously it's Trey Young and, and Luca as well. But like, you know, if you want to say they don't fit together without seeing it, like I'll 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 cater it, whatever. But like, you know, DeAndre Ayton having a center in a league where like there's not a lot of good centers is is obviously valuable. So finding him, you know. Uh, just another person to to develop with in a pick and roll so is is good too and like you said getting Chris Paul holds everybody accountable he's going to get the most out of everybody and in a season where like there's not a lot of uncertainties or where there's there were where there is a lot of uncertainties you need a player like Chris Paul to kind of keep everybody in line you know mm-hmm. and still be able to perform at a high level because obviously I think it matters if like you know your your vocal piece is the last guy off the bench um or if it's Chris Paul, you know what I mean? So obviously Chris Paul playing, I think that might resonate more with, you know, whoever on that team more than whoever was the vocal piece last year without doing anything. Chris Paul carries weight is, is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. I mean, and if I want to flip the script and kind of talk about a team in, in the East that, um, I mean, I don't want to say surprising, but I mean, l- l- talk about some, Jer- give me some Jeremy Grant out of the Detroit, uh, on Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. The guy's an absolute he, – he's a juggernaut. Um, I mean, I think I saw something where he's hit, like, his over uh, on his points prop. Maybe one of – you know, maybe – I'm going to throw this number out there. 20 of the past 25 games, we'll say something like that. Um, I mean, the dude's putting up 
he is their offense. There's really nobody else on that uh, Detroit team. And granted, Detroit's only 6-18. and 18. I think all they've done is beat good teams, whether it was the Lakers, the Celtics, um, the Clippers. I mean, th- there's a couple high, high, you know, high-name teams that, that they were able to beat. And I, I got to give most of the credit to Jeremy Grant um, with the offensive output, especially with uh, Blake Griffin not kind of being as much of a factor offensively as he used to be. Um, mm-hmm. You lose, now, now you move on from Derrick Rose, so you don't really have any other offensive output. It is it, it is Jeremy Grant, and as, and as soon as he went to, to Detroit, um, you know, he, he clearly got a bump in, in the lineup and, and uh, statistic-wise. Um, I like the guy. I, you know, I hope he does well, and I would love to see him in the playoffs just because I know we talked last week about how it's good to see I'm sorry, in, in the All-Star games, we talked last week about how it's good to see people who have worked hard and, you know, obviously get rewarded for their play this year, like uh, mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant or even, even Julius Randle, who I think's cooled off a little bit since, you know, his scorching hot beginning of the season. Um, but, like, putting, like, let's see, Jeremy Grant is ranked 10 uh, as a forward on the front court and behind Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Honestly, I don't think Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo have done anything too stupendous this year, which would, I mean, yes, they're, they're great players, and and don't get me wrong. I mean, their caliber is, is is higher than Jeremy Grant. I'd rather have either one of those players, but we talk about overall performance, what we've seen out of the, the guys this year. Jimmy Butler just hit his mm-hmm. first his first uh, uh, three this season, I think yesterday or two days ago, um, <laughs> 25 games. in. I know he probably had COVID protocols. He was out of the game, whatever. Um, but still, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're talking about consistent output from Jeremy Grant from, as opposed to, you know, Jimmy Butler, who's missed, you know, X amount of games and Bam Adebayo who can only do X amount of things um, as, as opposed to Jeremy Grant, who is the centerpiece for that Detroit Pistons offense, who, who's, who's pushing them forward. Right. But you know what? Wins matter to fans voting for these guys to, you know, the assistants and the coaches that vote on this stuff, too. And ultimately to the media as well, like the media is going to not pay attention to a Jeremy, uh, a Jeremy Grant game, you know, unless he's doing something spectacular, which he's in my opinion, he's doing something spectacular. He beat the Nets last uh, on, on, on the ninth by himself, 122 to 111. He scored his career high, man. He's it's 32 points. He got whatever he wanted. He's making threes. He's driving to the paint. He's drawing fouls. It's ridiculous what he's doing. And like everybody clowned Detroit and clowned him for like going yeah. to Detroit. And, and and he answered to it. He was like, yeah, Denver offered me the same amount of money, but you know what? I'm going to be the offense in Detroit and I want to prove I could do it. You know, kudos to him. And you know what? If Detroit stinks, they're going to get a pretty penny for him if he keeps mm-hmm. this up. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go be on a contender and be like a really good second or third option. Like I almost said Milwaukee, but like he's almost does what Giannis does, but shoots threes, you know, at least for, you know, obviously like Giannis is, is really good at what he does on the offensive side of the ball. But like, you know, if Jeremy Grant is spelling those minutes, like it's not much to change. No. You know? and, and like you mentioned about how, you know, he chooses to go to Detroit to be that guy. And, you know, I've, I've seen him, I've kind of seen him, seen him progress since, you know, his last year in OKC going from kind of, putting it together offensively in OKC going to Denver last year, the past couple of years, um, seeing mm-hmm. what it's like to play on a winning team, get a winning culture, um, you know, how to play offensively as a team and then kind of translating that to, to a, a really shitty team like Detroit, who can't seem to get anything done for the past 30 years, who can't, they can't win a game. They can't make the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. Kudos to him, you know, putting up 32, you know, against the nets and doing it all himself and, you know, making it really seem like, uh, obviously, he bet on himself going to Detroit and, you know, taking the same money and whatever, but he bet on himself. And listen, when you hit on, on a bet like that, 
hella kudos. Uh, mad respect. Absolutely. And I and I love Jeremy Grant. He rocks a pretty cool hairdo too with the, with the with the, <laughs> with the bandana. Uh, it's all yeah. about the swagger. It's all about the swag. You know, until you mentioned OKC, but he was on those he was on those those process Philly teams when they're winning ten games. You know. Wow, really? So to come from yeah, yeah. So to come from that being like we want you on the court because like you could be a piece if this all works out but at the very least you're going to help us lose games right to kind of go from from that as like a rookie to you know where he is now it's it's insane he's i I, he's the front runner for most improved right i don't think anybody really has a you know a dog in this a dog in the race Mm -hmm. no like off the top of your head no okay um other names that i found interesting on here um Derek Rose, Derek Rose gets love because Derek Rose gets vote because everybody loves Derek Rose. Nobody everybody hates loves. Derek Rose. Nope. Um Colin Sexton being dude, seventh. Dude, give me give me some Colin Sexton. First of all, mm-hmm. I love that. I, I I love the dude. I mean, especially what what was it last year, two years ago when you know when he when he went kind of viral for um a couple he goes of- viral once a year. He goes viral once a year. He he does these hardcore defensive plays when he goes, oh, 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 oh you see yeah. him go nuts. And like, I mean, the dude plays hard. And I mean, he probably, he's probably mm-hmm. playing close to 37, 38 minutes a game. Um, I'm just, you know, rattling the number off the top of my head, but it just seems like he's playing most of the game. He plays efficiently. It seems like him and Darius Garland are kind of starting to play together too. Um, and it kind of seems like Cleveland's kind of starting to figure it out. I think they should move on from Drummond and, and try to, you know, get rid of that contract, but nobody really wants to take it on, which I understand. Um, but, you know, getting like Jared Allen from uh, the Nets is is a huge building block for them. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I got to credit Colin Sexton because even though he was on a really shitty team two years ago and they drafted him and it's like, well, you're going to be one of the best guys on the team. You got to figure it out yourself. We're going to lose every game and maybe only win five, but have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the leader. I mean, he got drafted to be the leader. He is the leader. I mean, he's a little undersized, but the guy plays hard. Um, I would love to see him in there just because, you know, his intensity um, mm-hmm. and just the way he plays the game. And, you know, he gets he gets his teammates involved. And, again, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. And having a good player on a Cleveland Cavaliers is is something that you should take note of. That isn't in LeBron or isn't, no. you know, close with LeBron. Um, before we move on, uh, last name I want to mention over here on the East since we kind of organically moved on over uh, is Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet is probably Toronto's best player. I yes. can listen to an argument for Pascal Siakam, but I think I'd rather have Fred Van Vliet. I'd probably have, rather have Fred Van Vliet on my team than the five dudes above him. Um, that's Russell Westbrook, Derek Rose, Colin Sexton, Trey Young, Zach Levine. Some hot takey, some not, but yeah, I love I mean, me some Fred Van Vliet, man. Uh, um, Fred Van Vliet scoring deserves, ability. I mean, he deserves to be here. Yeah, yes. to, to deserves more votes than two hundred fifty-five thousand. Um, Zach Levine getting some some love here too, with just under a million, and Jalen Brown with just over a million. And we talked about Jalen Brown a lot last week. Um, so I don't want to harp on him too much, but we talked about we talked about Jalen Brown. We talked about Brandon Ingram and another forward on this list um, somewhere. Maybe he's not on this list. I lied. He's not on this list. Ben Simmons, whatever. All went one, two, three, right? Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, obviously at LSU to Philly, Ingram to LA, Jalen Brown. If you were to redraft them in any order, so so Philly, LA, Boston, what order do I mean, you think you would take. I would go Bi Jalen Brown, Ben Simmons. Um, I mean, I, I'm one of the, I'm one of the, the biggest Ben Simmons haters. I think that that's there fine. Is. 
Um, okay. and, and I think especially how, how many years are we in four or five years in uh, from this draft, Ben Simmons hasn't improved at all. Sure. Uh, I've seen just kind of the same steady play from him where he, he has no shot making ability. His best is, is taking the ball up and, and he has to have the ball in his hands to do something, whether it's passing off um, or, or maybe getting an off ball screen just to kind of get open. He can't make a shot. All I see him do is hover around the rim and, and, and just kind of rattle the rim when it comes to layups, you know, maybe a short little, uh, a short little dink back in a minute in the post um, in the fast break. But you know, I, I think B.I. has developed into one of the best offensive threats, offensive scoring threats in the league. And I think his length um, is attributed to that. And I've, I've seen him take over games where, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, the only reason I don't put Jalen Brown above him is because B.I. has experience being that number one guy. Um, Jalen Brown mm-hmm. doesn't know what it's really like to be that number one guy because that is sure. him. Um, so, so I would take B.I.'s experience being, you know, the team's go to player. But. I mean, listen, I'm a Celtics fan and I've seen Jalen Brown kind of evolve and uh, the way he plays hard, uh, both sides of the, both sides of the ball. He's always, you know, exhorting 200% of his energy. Um, He'll knock down a three every day. Like, I mean, Jalen Brown's a great team player. Doesn't bitch about not getting his minutes or getting his his time when it's his time, he'll do it. Um, Mm -hmm. And listen, he's got a pretty nasty beard. He he lost the he lost the flat top and he grew the <laughs> nasty beard. So I, I got to give him props for that too. I love a flat top, man. I f- I feel like when when Shumpert in the Knicks jersey and like the blue oh and orange when God. he had the flat he, top when it was like his first couple of years in the league and even and even when he's you know even when he's in Cleveland with LeBron he still had that flat top. I don't know if it was yeah. as high, but still, man, that was that was cool to see. I mean. You, you mentioned Jared Allen. Jared Allen has an afro. That's always cool to see. I'm just a sucker for cool hair, man. You know, so Dude, it's all about the swagger. I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what that's for me. It's all about the swagger. And B.I. is kind of just like, uh, he, he always <laughs> yeah. looks like he's smacked. He looks like he doesn't know what hey, he's man. doing before. And then he then you next thing you know, he's dropping threes back. Then he dices you up. Yeah. Um, just a just a quick litmus test. Dragon Bender went fourth. You wouldn't pick Dragon Bender over Jalen Brown, Bi, or Ben Simmons. You know what's funny? I remember when that when all those mock drafts came out. Everybody said to take Dragon Bender because he was going to be one of the next Kristaps Porzingis. He can make a Me shot. Included. Huh? Me included. Yeah. Me included. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't really like the whole taking a risk on a European player like that so high. Um, mm. Like obviously taking Luca and Kristaps are, 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 are one of the few outliers and Dirk Nowinski are the, are the few outliers in taking an overseas player. Um, you know, it, it's tough to see it translate, but I, God, I didn't want Dragon Bender. I just wanted, I just wanted a young stud who can make shots and create it himself and do it. And I'm happy, man. Thank God. Thank yeah, God. If you're, if you're seven foot and you can shoot a three, you would be on my basketball team, like, period. Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you came from. You are seven foot tall, and you can shoot a three. Like, that's invaluable to me. So I, I was a sucker for Dragon Bender. Um, back to the original question. I think I would draft I, – I, I think I would go in the order it came out and still. Ben Simmons, B.I., Jalen Brown. I think Ben Simmons – I like to think that – if I was drafting the team and theoretically I would be coaching the team too, cause it's my fantasy and I can do what I want. Um, I would use Ben Simmons more like Giannis and less like Alfred Payton. You know what I mean? Like just give him the ball, let him drive and that, you know, at, at the end of the day, that means no Joel Embiid probably yes. um, at least on, at least on my team. But like, if I surround Ben Simmons with a bunch of shooters and let him be Giannis and tell him from an early age, like be aggressive, go like, stop being soft, like just go. You know, like yeah. at all times, just hundred miles an hour, you're six ten, and you're guarding guards and you can guard anybody and you're bigger than everybody that you're guarding. Just 
like just go all times. I think I would, I think I could give him a better career than what he's had so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think the way Philly kind of built their roster or the way it's built right now, and even in years mm-hmm. past, has never been the right way to build the roster. No. Around him. You no. knew that Ben Simmons wasn't coming out of college and he wasn't going to shoot the lights out. Um, you knew he wasn't going to be the one you put the team on the back and he makes that late, late game, uh, that late game shot where you need, you know, you need a bucket to kind of keep the game intact. In but Instead, they moved on, you know, and they made the move for Joel and Joel's had his injury problems. And, you know, obviously he has his uh, uh, his stamina problems. I'll, I'll put it that way, because I don't think he gives 100 percent, 100 percent of the game. Um, and I don't really like the way he plays the, ba- the game of basketball. I think he's got to exert more effort. and He's got to do a little bit more. Um, but if they build a team around him a little bit differently, you know, you could I could definitely see a different career tra- uh, trajectory and, and, you know, better mm-hmm. player development. Um but that's the Philadelphia 76ers for you. Let them keep messing it up. Right. With me. right. But hey, process never ends. Um, no, no, we'll just tank so, and do whatever they got to do to figure it out. Uh, all right. So I guess, so yeah, that's, that's enough on all-star uh, weekend. Um, we have some, some good games coming up this weekend. Um, I think what's today today is thursday right so i guess we'll start with friday are you looking forward to what, what kind of games you're looking forward to tomorrow we got some we got some good ones on the docket i think i know what you're going for so go ahead yeah uh there's definitely some good games on friday um you know it's always good to see some primetime games with some primetime teams uh you know that are really looking to make the jump and kind of play in primetime tv and just kind of uh make a name for themselves and, and you know prove that they're supposed to be there like i said um, last night on Wednesday night, when you had Phoenix playing the Milwaukee Bucks, you know that's really a chance for Phoenix to show uh, that they belong in the upper echelon tier. Um, and really, the only game that stands out to me uh, Friday night is the Bucks uh, at at the Houston or Houston. I'm sorry, the Utah Jazz. And this this is another instance where the the Jazz are you know the Jazz are 20 and six. Um, they're, they're top of the Western Conference. They just kind of smacked down. They they didn't just. They did smack down the the Boston Celtics. They show that you know they they have the potential, and it's well, can they keep up with it? Um, I mean, I think the Jazz are built pretty well where they'll be able to handle the Bucks, and especially with Rudy Gobert taking on. Um, you know, they have the length to take on Giannis Giannis Antetokounmpo when you have when you have Gobert, and obviously the offensive output uh, from Donovan Mitchell has been off the charts this year. Um, I mean, that, that's a game that I, that I look forward to. I really hope, um, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to get out of, out of either this game. I don't know if it's going to be a defensive battle. I don't know if it's going to be an offensive shooter. I mean, I don't think Milwaukee's going to win. I, I think Milwaukee has regressed a good amount. Uh, I mean, they had a good offensive output a couple of days ago, but still, I mean, is this a hot jazz team that they're going to still keep rolling or, or is the more, you know, a reigning, uh, Eastern conference finalist going to, to take over. Um, I mean, other than that, there really isn't too much going on for me that Friday. I mean, maybe the Pelicans at the Mavericks, but eh. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I, I know the Bucks this season made the trade for Drew Holiday, and I've watched a couple Bucks games, and my my big takeaway for that is like they look almost the same. They look exactly and the same. The talent drop off between Drew Holiday and Eric Bledsoe probably isn't as big as like it was advertised to be um just based off of 
you know, what, what I've seen personally, like, I think you can get away, like every once in a while, Drew Holiday is going to make, you know, a, an extra jump shot that, that yes. Drew Bledsoe or Eric Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe, uh, <laughs> that Eric Bledsoe is not going to make, Drew Bledsoe probably wouldn't make it either. No, um, I don't think so. <laughs> but um, it, it just doesn't feel different to me. Um, and it's a real shame because they gave up their entire future uh, for, for Drew Holiday. And I don't, I'm not sure if it's, you know, the right move. Well, but, yeah, um, I mean, obviously you're banking on Drew Holiday re-signing at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Saying, oh, you know, let, let's hope that he decides that he wants to stay and let's hope we have enough money for him. And let's, I don't think the Milwaukee Bucks team is constructed well enough for them to uh, contend long-term. Um, I think it's, it's more of a short-term, short-term contention, whether it's this year, maybe this year or next year. Um, mm-hmm. and, and listen, I, I, I've said my, my things before on this podcast about how I feel about Chris Middleton and, you know, Chris Middleton is a stud, but he never seems to show up when he really needs to, or when, when they need him, the offensive output from him, because clearly Giannis can't mm-hmm. do it all. And I think even last night, Devin Booker even said he felt extremely comfortable having Giannis taken that, that last second shot from the free. Oh throw. man, that's bad. That's, is, I saw Han. You can keep going, but the, the, the actual quote is, is it's pretty bad. bad. It's bad, but it's true. I mean, listen, you want to give me Giannis with a run-up shot, uh, you know, at the free throw line? Sure. The dude can't even make it standing there not having anybody in his face. I mean, sure. Let me, mm. I'll take that 10 days a week. If he's driving and he's going to try to, you know, draw, draw the foul and, and whatever, that's one thing. Um, but if he's just going to stand there and take a shot, I mean, out of yeah, everybody, I'd rather, said, have, I'd rather have him shoot than Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday. Sure. He said, and I quote Drew, uh, uh, Drew Bledsoe. Oh God, I can't, I can't, I can't speak today. Devin Booker after, uh, after the game said we're in good shape uh, after that shot. So, I mean, I can't, I can't blame him. I saw on Twitter, a lot of people, a lot of people on Twitter are in the camp now that like Giannis should never have tried to learn a jump shot and should have learned post moves instead, which uh, I, I, I can get behind that as well because the, the jump shot is, is slow to develop as it, you know, as it's going to be, but you know, I, I think a couple post moves here and there can't help. It doesn't have to be, you know, to uh, Kim down there, but he can be, you know, I mean, listen, there's no reason he can't learn both. I mean, you, you, you learn mm-hmm. a drop step in the post, you learn a little, you know, a little hook, you know, a little sky dream shake, like that's all you need from him, but you also need him to not to knock down these open shots. You need him to be able to create a shot off of the pick and roll, which he can't do. And I don't know how you can't do it when you're 15 feet tall and all you have to do is flick the ball and you're right there. <laughs> I don't know the physics on it. Maybe it makes it harder. Maybe the taller you are, the harder it is to shoot. Mm. I mean, I guess if, all right. And then I guess if we'll talk about <laughs> one more game, I mean, I'll talk about the, the Timberwolves at the horn. It's mostly because I like to see what Carl Anthony Towns said. I mean, we saw, I saw what he did last night um, mm-hmm. and he's back. I mean, he's back. And, and it's, it's interesting to see if he's going to make that Timberwolves team any better than the six and 19 that they are right now. Um, I mean, they're atrocious. They have no depth. They don't have any shooters. They're bad. Um, but Carl Anthony, he don't Towns, make them better. Well, he make he makes them better because but they're, they're bad. so bad without him. Yeah, and they're moderately better with him. So yeah, I mean, but listen, that said, everybody everybody's real close. So if they go on a five game win streak, they're right back in it. Maybe that's some confidence. Yeah, I like how their team is con is is constructed. Like in theory, in theory, it makes a lot of sense to me. I think, but like you watch the product that the Timberwolves put out on the court and it's kind of like why is anthony edwards is standing at the elbow oh he's going to shoot oh oh okay yeah. oh, oh. oh delo's gonna go iso for for a 12 sec okay oh he's gonna put it up all right cool and i love delo and i watched that and 
but sometimes it just doesn't work. And that's just the type of player. You, or it's like Carl Anthony Towns is going to take this coast to coast. It's, you know, it's all right, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> he's, it, 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 it feels like they need a shot in the arm and a coach that probably isn't Ryan Sanders or Saunders. Um, they gave him the, they gave him the opportunity after being an assistant and his father died. And I don't think he was, you know, I think time says now that he wasn't ready for it, which is okay. He'll get another opportunity down the line. Um, but I think they need a shot in the arm. They need some sort of change. I mean, the team is dull. Yeah. I don't want to, I, yeah. I don't want, I have no interest in watching any sort of Minnesota Timberwolves game. Like some other teams you look at and, you know, maybe you could see some interest in play and watching the game. Why, why would I want to sit here and watch the Minnesota Timberwolves with no offensive? The names are cool. The names, the names are, the names on that team are guys that you like hear of, and you're like, oh, I hear that guy's pretty good, and then you watch yeah. him, and it's like, ah. And that said, they took the Clippers down to the wire yesterday in in, in Cat's return. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're 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 there. But you you really want to talk about the Hornets, and, and before you do, I mean, the Hornets are. This was this was going to be my game to, to to highlight, but we talked last week about the Hornets, and I, I think watching them a bit more, and I texted you about this the other day, I think they're going to give a team trouble in the playoffs if they get there, or they're going to give a team trouble every night because, like I was saying, like if you look at their roster, right, they have about six like catch and shoot type of like I'm going to be a microwave and just get hot when I get hot type dudes like mm-hmm. like Devontae Graham like uh like a uh like a Terry Rozier like a LaMelo ball to a less uh to a lesser extent they just have dudes that are young they're spry and they can get buckets I feel like if they if they want to and if they go on a little bit of a run they're going to dunk all over you and mm-hmm. there's going to be situations in games where you just don't know how to stop that and that's so deflating for a team if you go up five and they just hit two threes back to back and they're like contested in rhythm like all that stuff and then maybe you go down five and they're throwing alley-oops to each other off the glass because Lamelo ball and miles bridges are the coolest thing we've seen since like yep. jason kidd and vince carter yep um it's 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 a fun team and then they have you know bismack boyumbo and cody zeller and they just both kind of look there which is fine they could be there but they just look along, every, time, every time cody zeller is like on the court and he's like kind of balding up top it's always like who brought their dad yeah but it's fine because like, why, why, why is the assistant coach stepping in right now <laughs> uh i mean the hornets the, the hornets are full of uh energy athleticism and mm-hmm. <clears throat> flamethrowers i mean they get hot and that's it. I mean, they, they were behind uh, yesterday when they were playing the Memphis Grizzlies. I think they were they were down about 20 points, and they, they made a run. They were only down about eight or nine. Um, mm-hmm. And then they ended up falling behind, and that was that. But uh, still, you can't count this team out. You, you, you don't think they're going to give up because it's, it's a bunch of young guys who are not going to burn out by the fourth quarter. Um, mm-hmm. You talk about the shooting ability across the board between Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball, uh, Gordon Hayward, uh, Miles Bridges, they don't have Nick Batum anymore, but uh, the Martin twins, because sure they're there, both of them. Like, I mean, I think this is a team that it's just going to develop, you know, increasingly develop a- a- and get more skilled. And I think the chemistry is, is going to kind of push them over the edge and just kind of give them that little extra edge that they needed to put, like you saying, push a team, push a team like the Sixers, push a team like the Celtics, push a team, um, 
to the brink. It's going to make them sweat it out. And at the end of the game, you'd be like, shit, man, we almost lost to the Hornets. Mm-hmm. But I love maybe you beat them for maybe you beat them four one, but each each game was is within like ten. But it's one of those ten points where you're like up five the entire time, and you like last two minutes they're fouling yeah. you, and you just kind of you know yeah. put it up ten that way. I love them. Um, I love them. It's love it's him. it's a really cool roster, and like you said, they're gonna give teams fits. Like I I, I like they're gonna give the Nets fits because like they're just going to play fast, and superstars just don't want to play fast, especially on defense. Yeah. Um. Especially they have two centers defense. that are at least going to put an effort, unlike the Nets. Um. <laughs> it's it's just bad. Um. But. Yeah, this this team is this team is one of the most interesting. It's interesting in a different way than the if it's called. It's almost like the uh, the anti um, the anti Timberwolves, where you're looking at these guys and you're like, oh, they're here. Oh, they got you got you got who? you got both Martin twins. Okay. Oh, you have PJ Washington too. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, so, uh, it's a lot of guys like that. Yeah. Um, which I is maybe them. what MJ's going for. But hey, I love them. I love them too. They're fun. Uh, moving on to Saturday. Uh, I think the the game I'm most looking forward to, nah, bias aside, is is Nets Warriors. I think it's the best game on the Saturday slate. Um, you like 76ers Suns? I'll let you get to that. But before, but with the with the Nets and Warriors, the Nets have kind of been this season very like up and down. Um, some days they'll you know make every shot, and other days they're you know, missing some easy jumpers. Kyrie's getting most of the jumpers when it should be James Harden or, you know, James Harden needs to drive more. It's a whole bunch of stuff that the Nets can't seem to put together yet. And they've only been together like six games. Um, But like, that's it's something that the Warriors like are a very well-coached team. And they're gonna they're gonna pick on that. They're gonna be like, "Oh, Kyrie's going to take threes here. Go ahead. If he Kyrie beats us, like so be it. But like, we're not gonna let James Harden or Kevin Durant beat us. And they have the talent to to kind of go blow for blow for them, especially with the Nets defense. Um, I don't know if you saw on Twitter or you know anywhere yesterday or two days ago, um, in the Nets loss to uh, I don't even. Yeah, the Nets lost to Detroit. Yeah, there was just no effort on the, the defense uh, on the rebound on the defense and on the uh, I guess on the glass and uh, teammates were yelling at DeAndre Jordan and Steve Nash was was getting at DeAndre Jordan. Um do you think that's like I don't know, if you listen, if you're a uh, coach, do you want to like verbally like call out your guy like that like when the cameras are on and when all that is like there? It's, I have, I have such a problem with teams who can't rebound and I'm, I'm adding the Celtics really hard because they've done this to me the past eight years. They don't have a rebounder and we don't have a rebounder. You're, you're, you're leaving your, you're leaving points on the board. Um, mm-hmm. On the offensive side, even on the defensive side, you're going to give too many second chance points. You're going to give too many opportunities, right? And that's yes. and I'm glad you mentioned that because I I it just like light bulb above my head. The Nets have a really bad defensive rating because they let up so many offensive rebounds. And like if you have a really good stand on defense and you force whoever on the other team to chuck up a shot and you can't get the rebound, 
guess what? You got 14 seconds. You got to do it again. And the Nets never do it again. They'll do it no. once. Can't do it twice in a row like that. No. And it, when you're rebounding like that and the turnovers, the turnovers too. So like when you're giving the other team a, a second opportunity on the offensive glass or B, um, you're giving them the ball via bad passes or like turnovers or just lazy execution. Like that's points too. So like, yes, the Nets defense is bad, but it's a lot worse because they turn over the ball and they don't rebound. So you may yeah. continue your, your Celtics. No, I mean that, that, thought. that's my, my rant is especially playing it's against a lot of the same thing. It is it, it, when they, when they played good teams, I mean, obviously the Celtics had good players on the offensive side of the, uh, of the ball, but when you, when you losing opportunities or even like you're missing long rebounds that you think should go, uh, it's the effort plays and it's just demoralizing, especially, you know, if it's demoralizing as a fan watching the game, how do you think it must feel of being on the court being like, God damn, you can't grab the rebound again. Come on. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. Oh, you got to turn. Oh, you turned over the ball again. Now I got to sprint 94 feet just to get a contest on this guy. Who's going straight in and like, oh, I'm going to get crunched under the rim now, or I'm going to foul him. And like that hurts another way. Cause now we're giving him the end one. We're giving him an extra point. It's just, it's, it's, it's effort first, I think. And just general spacing issues and like talent second. But Um, I mean, if you want to talk about the game as a whole, um, I mean, I think it's going to be a huge offensive outburst from both sides. I think mm-hmm. the Nets kind of blow them out. I don't really think it's going to be that close because I don't think the Warriors have enough firepower to keep up um, unless all, you know, potential all-star Andrew Wiggins puts up 30 plus again. Uh, but I mean, you, you know, Steph could drop 45, 50 points and still you got to deal with Kyrie um, and James mm-hmm. Harden dropping, you know, 40 on your head too. KD's uh, first game back. Okay. In there the you bay. go. There In you the go. Bay. So yeah. I, I don't really think it's going to be that close. I think it's 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 a get right game for the Nets, um, especially against a you know a, a high, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a team you know with all the hype that just the Warriors are. I mean that's a confidence booster. Sure. Uh, you know mm-hmm. I, we beat Steph Curry and the Warriors. Granted they're not the Warriors anymore. You still beat Steph Curry. And Name the still holds. Um, Name still has value. Yeah. So listen, I mean the Warriors are the Warriors this year, and listen, they they wouldn't be. Um, what they're one game above 500, they're 13 and 12, and they're not gonna, they're not there without Steph Curry dropping, you know, 25, 30 a game. Um, mm-hmm. Draymond's n- nothing to me. Uh, I know he has all of his empty stats where he, you know, he'll 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 get two board, you know, two points, 15 boards, you know, one block, four steals, whatever. Um, but in a game when you're playing the Nets like that, I think offense is going to win you the game. Um, especially with the Nets who don't play defense, you, you need off you need an offensive <laughs> firepower or uh, you know a high a high volume offensive game. And who knows if the Warriors are to give it to them? But uh, you talk about somebody a, a, a game where you're just going to see shooting left and right. Pff, give me that. I mean, there's going to be buckets flying left and right. Kyrie's going to be taking these ridiculous shots. You just see James Harden pulling up from the logo because why not? KD first game back. Let me just start pulling up and, and, and hitting stuff in, in Steph's face and waving to Clay on the bench. Like, give me that shit. I mean, you want to talk <laughs> about fire? You want to talk about hype? Um, that's definitely going to be a good game. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one too. But those those teams are what gets like the superstar teams, the the teams that are going to you know just scratching above 500 that are going to fight for every 50 50 ball and yeah, you know, it's it's stuff like that which keeps games close. Which as a fan is really annoying, but as you know a superstar on the talent level of those guys, I guess it is what it is. Um, so I guess that covers Saturday, and I guess on Sunday last. A couple good games on Sunday, actually. Um, Trailblazers, Mavericks. Did you watch the? Did you watch the Mavericks and? Uh, 
I watched Atlanta the back, I watched the back half of the game. Um, I was mm-hmm. working last night, so I didn't get a chance to catch it all. But I was I caught the back half of the game. Um, first thing I'm going to say is I'm never going to bet on the Atlanta Hawks ever again. I'm I, I am sick. <laughs> I am sick. They've done it. They've done me dirty so many times this year, and I can't really understand why i can't understand why they keep doing this you have one of the best offensive players in the league in trey young um you got a great team around him with danilo gallinari john collins uh i mean even you know developmental pieces like cam reddish and deandre hunter and you still can't get it done the mavericks can't win a game luca was really literally throwing stuff he was getting pissed off on national tv because the team can't can't score buckets and then they go and they blow a 13 point lead what yeah. What? And then Trey Young gets upset. Trey Young what? got really mad at the ref after the game, and that's I, that's kind of where I wanted to bring the question. Did did you think he? Do you think he was right in his anger? God, I mean, listen, I, I think it's just kind of. Um, I think it's more so him just finding some sort of output for it. Uh, I think it's it's just overall frustration, especially after losing a game like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like like I said, you're you're leading pretty much all game. You're shooting pretty well from the field. I mean, Treyon only shot thirty six percent, so clearly he couldn't get it done himself. So he's probably frustrated. He can't make any buckets. And listen, I don't know how I feel about the Hawks. You know, going into the season, I was like, yeah, you know, they're probably a back end, uh, you know, East playoff team who can, you know, maybe make a quiet run in the playoffs. But now it's like, well, what am I going to get out of them? You know, or mm-hmm. they, they can barely hang with one of these lower level Western conference teams. What am I going to get out of them? Um, he's probably frustrated because the team's not performing, obviously, up to his standard. And granted, you know, the foul is whatever. And, you know, you miss this, you miss that, whatever. Um, You're not going to get that call. You're not going to get that like call that. in a regular. And for what it's worth, nothing. he was the screensetter. This five eleven sharpshooter Trey Young was your screensetter. For what it worth, it worked. If they lobbed it to John Collins, John Collins had a pretty easy bucket. Yeah. Um. But I don't know who was inbounding the ball, but uh, he missed it, and Trey Young, uh, after the game, went to the ref because he thought he got elbowed. He ran into his elbow. He. Uh, I think it was Willie Cauley Stein whose elbow he ran into, but Willie Cauley Stein was just playing defense like like this, like just out. Big, and just Trey Young guy, ran, in, ran into him. Yeah, and you have your five eleven dude setting a screen on that. Like, yeah, he's gonna get hit in the head, and Trey Young is you know gonna fall because that's just kind of what he does. Um, so I, I I think he was you know like like you said, I'm sure he was pissed off with the result of you know how the game went, blowing a lead like that, but. I don't know that putting your output on the last play of a game where you are the screen setter on not getting a call is, is a little, uh, a bridge too far for me, but Trey, you, you do you brother, you keep going. Yeah. Win, win um, some more games so I can start gambling on you again. Cause you're on my sure. no bet list, please. Yeah. <laughs> the no bet list. <laughs> uh, other good games on this slate, Laker nuggets. Um, Yes, sir. I like the Nuggets, man. They're still they're they're like one game above five hundred, but like, man, they feel like they're ready to pop any single. They're gonna go on a, like a seven game win streak, and people are gonna be like, "Where did this Nuggets team come from?" It's just not. Nah, it's the Nuggets, man. Jamal Murray's averaging twenty six now, and next week he'll average sixteen again. But you know, it's, the, it's the Nuggets, Nuggets know how to just kind of hang around. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I I think they have the best center in the league and, and Jokic, who I think can just create so many different opportunities for everybody on the floor, no matter who it is, whether you're a shooter, whether you're not, whether you're Will Barton, whether you're Paul Millsap, who's old and washed up, um, or whether you're, you're Paul Murray, who's a flamethrower. Um, you know, 
I love this Nuggets team. I always do. And, you know, I think they're, I think they're a good team. I never, I don't know if they're ready to make that jump yet. Um, you know, they just kind of barely skated by last season, especially in the playoffs, just barely getting there after almost blowing three, one leads back to back. But I mean, that's going to be a good game. You talk about a, a Western conference, you know, showdown with two heavyweights that are clearly, um, I mean, granted the Lakers, uh, the Nuggets, like we said, are only a couple games over 500 where the Lakers are 14 over. Um, mm-hmm. Still, you're talking about two heavyweights who are going to probably, or there's a possibility that they clash in the playoffs and it's going to be a high school, you know, it's going to be a great game. Uh, LeBron James is still a stud. You know, it depends if the Lakers are going to get Anthony Davis back. I know he missed last game. Um, they almost blew that game. Well, they were down like, at 15 to OKC Thunder, and it took him to kind of go beast mode. Um, somehow, I don't know how LeBron's playing like 40 minutes a game when he's all, he's 40 years old, going playing 40 minutes a game. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, he's the MVP right now. Every year. Every year. Every year. Every year. But this year, like this year especially, it really feels like everybody is like, oh, yeah, we forgot LeBron James is actually the best player to like probably ever play our sport. And crazy. It's craziness. I mean, it's absolute yeah. ludicrous. It, it, it's insane watching him play and being like, shit, man, that guy is like 35 years old. Like, mm-hmm. how, what the hell? And he he outplays 90% of the players on that court, regardless whether they're 15 or 15, whether they're 19, 21, 28, prime of their career, anything like that, whether they're a bench player, all-star starter, right? He's clearly... He, I, I forgot if I was watching first take or, or get up something on the SPN, you know, somebody said that he mastered the game of basketball. He has mastered the game of basketball. He knows exactly what he's doing. All I need this guy to do is make a free throw every once in a while, instead of airballing at every other game, um, <laughs> which I think is honestly, I think is the funniest thing in the world that arguably the best basketball player to ever play the game cannot make a free throw. Um, just don't, he just doesn't practice it. You know, he's, he's doing everything else on the court. He doesn't need to, you know, his practice is in the game, you know, where he'll get to the line seven, eight times. And that's, that's enough practice for the, you know, yeah. high leverage situation. You can't replicate high leverage situations like that. Getting your work um, somehow. Yeah. No, nah, he's probably the MVP this year. I, it, if you have a, if you want to get a few, I have a futures bet in on Kevin Durant right now. It's going to take a long uh, road for, for Forget Kevin Durant me. to get yeah. back that, uh, to, to come on. But um I might put another futures bet on on LeBron, you know, in, in a couple months when some, yeah, in a couple months when someone else is going to win the MVP, I'll put money on them too, and you know, inevitably, I'll make money eventually. Um, Units. I think, yeah, I think that I think that about wraps up uh, just the news and the the games um, that we got going on here. Uh, I wanted to do a rookie report, but I didn't really prep you, and I just kind of flashed into my it kind of flashed into my head. All this right. week so preview for next week we'll do a rookie report um i mean if you if you want me to go in just a little bit i i don't understand the anthony edwards hype where is it um i okay uh, we yeah we could talk about anthony edwards because he would he would have been on my list it? of Can you tell me where it is because i don't know where it is um the physical frame and the idea that he was on a terrible georgia team and doing everything I think helped his stock more than it hurt it. Yes. Um, and I think he, he's got, he's got an NBA body. You know what I mean? Like he's, yeah. if you look at the dude, like he's a bat, like he is a basketball player. 
Um, and I think there's just some general inconsistencies. I don't think they use him the right way, as as we mentioned earlier in Minnesota. He just kind of stands there and it's kind of asked to spot up, shoot, and create sometimes, but that's not what he's good at. He's a bowling ball right now. Just let him take the ball, drive to the rim, dunk, lay up, stuff like that. If he's wide open, take the shot. Hell yeah. But like you shouldn't be drawing plays for him to get shots. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, listen, clearly they want to you want to get your your rookie, your number one overall pick. You want to get him rolling, you want to get him confident. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why he's probably taking 15, 20 shots a game. He's only making about maybe eight or 10. Um, but the team stinks in general. And it's probably hard for him to be, you know, to perform like that when the team stinks. You know, uh, LaMelo mm-hmm. Ball goes to a team like Charlotte, who clearly has improved all around him and kind of has built a team strictly for a point guard like LaMelo Ball. Um, I mean, other other than that, I can honestly tell you no real rookies have really stood out to me this year. Like, I can't... Um... What else you got for me? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, to to that point, I, I I agree with you on Anthony Edwards, and I think I, I think we can we can table this for next week. Yes, yes. And we yes, could yes. do like a. I, I'm thinking this is called planning on the fly, right? All right. We could do like a we could do like a redraft kind of deal. Okay. Where we can just redraft the you know even if we do the lottery first fourteen picks. I mean that's good. Nobody cares who went fifteen down because those guys if they're good they're probably going to go one through fourteen now. So yeah. We can uh, we'll do we'll do a redraft next week. Help us touch on rookies, maybe teams we don't think made the right move. So yes, come back next week. Redraft. Um, last be- thing we do on the show, Nick, is uh, a nickname game. Last week I was very unprepared finding dudes with only one nickname. Um, basically, what we do here, the nickname game, is. A game that I have created um, based on based on the nicknames on basketball reference. Basketball reference gives you some very weird nicknames. For example, Kawhi Leonard is known as the Claw, Boardman, Fun Guy, The Hand, and The Terminator. So basically what we do with that is we do treat two truths and a lie. So for example, Kawhi Leonard, Nick, fake nickname. I just read you his real one. So the Claw, Boardman, or the Big Hands Y. I would say big What's hand why is that would be the is, fake name. Maybe it's the fake one, but it definitely is the truth because he definitely has large hands. He definitely has some large hands. Um, yeah. So if you if you got a if you got a player, Nick, start us off. No, listen. This is all you. You you, you started off well, and this is all fine. You want me to go first? Uh, no, I gotta find a player. This is because I was right, gonna use go. Kawhi. And all right, I'm gonna use. This is gonna be Serge Ibaka. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I haven't thought of a fake name, so it's going to have to be on the fly here. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Here we go. All right. S- surge protector. Surge protector. Okay. Air Congo. Air Congo. Okay. And Mafuzzy Chef. Mafuzzy Chef. Surge Protector, Air Congo, Mafuzzy Chef. I know he has a cooking show or had a cooking show of some variety on YouTube or something yes. like that. When he was so Mafuzzy, yeah, Mafuzzy Chef, I'll 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 give you that one. That's fine. Um hmm. Air Congo. I'm pretty sure he's from Congo. So I'll give you that one too. Surge yes. Protector. It's good. It is. It is surge. Protect. It is a really good. It is a really good fake nickname, right? And let me tell you why. Serge Serge Ibaka, when he was first in the league, right? Uh, when he was in, 
Um, OKC. When he was in OKC, he was, I mean, what he was really known for um, is, is blocking shots. Yes. So he was, he was always referred to as, you know, just the, the man in the middle because Kendrick Perkins protector. wasn't blocking shots. Yeah, the search protector. But then I thought about it a little bit and I'm looking, I'm like, this guy definitely looked down and saw a power strip with a little surge protector on there. And uh, <laughs> yes, that is and, exactly uh, how I thought of that. So, all right. So I got one um, deep in the crevices of my mind are uh, the 2013 and 2014 uh, Brooklyn Nets. Okay. All right. The team went 44 and 38. Actually, you know what? I like the 14-15 Nets roster a little better. They went 38 and 44. Okay. <laughs> All right. A little bit of a switcheroo there. Yeah, a little bit of a switcheroo. Oh, this guy doesn't have any nicknames. I was gonna do Jarrett Jack because Jarrett Jack just Jack played Rabbit. in the G League. Just played in the G League Dude. game, and I'm pretty sure he dropped like 25 points. Bro, um, wait, 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 wait. You could keep looking, but let me go off about that real quick. Mm-hmm. I watched that G League. When it was the 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 G League Ignite against the uh, Santa Monica Warriors or whatever they are, um, mm-hmm. Jared Jack, uh, I think he was nine of ten, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, all nine shots that he hit did not touch the rim. Not a single one touched the rim. Everything was buckets. Jared Jack. Jared Jack. Okay. Everything was was just cash money. I, he did not. He was lights out, head in his face, off the dribble, shoot. You know, catch and shoot. The guy was a stud. The guy was a stud. Let me tell you. And let me let me say one other thing about the G League. And I, and I know I commented on this on Twitter. But the reason why can't I gamble on it? Why why can I not gamble on it? There's only like <laughs> you 16, would gamble on a bunch of yes. Yeah, so there's only sixteen, a bunch of 18 there's only 16 games right. this year. Mm-hmm. So come on, give it to me. Let me just do it. Let me lose my money on my own. This is my choice to lose my money. Let me lose it. But hey, yeah. I love. I love it. I, I love a little developmental league. I like watching it from time to time. Gives you a little switch up from watching all the big names. Uh, kind of see who's mm-hmm. coming up. Um, like Deshaun Nix for the G League Ignite looked very, very good. And uh, Jonathan yeah. Kaminga looked very, very, very good. Um, two, two, two guys who come out, you know, coming out of high school or even college, uh, you know, were thought of as high prospects going to the G League to try to make a name for yourself instead of going to, the, to college. Uh, and I gotta give him respect. You know that that's a big time yeah. decision. That's an adult Absolutely. decision. Hopefully, it pays off. Go play with men, man. Don't don't go to college. Go play with men. You know. Um, All right, go ahead. Sorry, who you got? No, just a just a just a, another comment. You're right. Jared Jack looked good. Those those kids looked really good. They looked like they belonged. Um, but uh, they played the Santa Cruz Warriors, which is the the G League team for the Warriors. Um, I was I watched that game too, and Santa Cruz has this uh, has this dude. I don't know if you've heard of him before. His name is Jeremy Lin. Uh, he played pretty well too. Dude, he um, took so many charges that game. He's trying to get back in the league, man. He's like, look at me, like look at me, look look at me. I can stand in the I'm right yeah. place, right time. Let me take the charge. Uh, I had to give respect for that. Right. Guy, little, dude, little guy. Agent, did did game. they see that? Put that in the clip. Put that yeah. put that in my tape. <laughs> put that in my huddle tape. <laughs> All right, so my player for uh, for the nickname game holds a special place in my heart, right? He's uh, been with the New Jersey Nets since 2008-2009 uh, when he got drafted. Um, Jefferson. No, he played for the Lakers, and now he's in Milwaukee. It's Brooke Lopez. It's Brooke oh, Lopez. God, it's Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is the only consistent um, – thing in my life uh in terms of basketball from 
2008 to 2009 to like 2016, 2017, when he left the Nets. Uh, that dude's going to get his number retired uh, as, a, as a Brooklyn Net. But anyways, he's got some cool nicknames, Nick. We have yeah, what do you got Brooke, Lopez, Brooke Lopez, who was known as Splash Mountain, Bropez, or the Brookie Monster. Brookie Monster, Bropez, or what else? Splash Mountain. Okay, I, I think that one's real. I'm going to say Bro, Lo, Bro, Bro Lopez is not. Bropez. Bropez is the real name. I made up Brookie Monster. Dude, I, I feel like I've heard you say Brookie Monster before, and I, <laughs> I was like, well, maybe he heard, heard, heard you know, whatever her face, Sarah, nah, just flows. whatever her name is saying on, on, the, on, the, on the, 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 the cast. So They might have. They might have, but it never uh, it never caught on. Um, Shoot, Splash you know, Mountain. Whole Splash Mountain is a really good nickname. That is iconic, because that, that dude loves Disney. And he's, only does it, dude. He he rains threes. He he picks and pops yeah. all day. He'll pick mm-hmm. and he'll fade out, and you'll see him just a little bit mm-hmm. of that. I I I guess I'll give you partial credit because uh, Brooke Lopez's nickname is Bropez, right? But Robin Lopez is just Rolo. He doesn't have Ro Ropez. Ropez, you know Ropez. <laughs> so. Whoever whoever came up with Bropez what was only one halfway. They need to, oh they need to put God. Bropez in there. Anyways, that is uh. the nickname game. Two truths and a lie with NBA nicknames on basketball reference. It is good fun. Um it lets me see some players' nicknames that like I, I have no idea. I never dude, I never would have thought. <laughs> I never would have thought Bropez. Yeah. Bropez, yeah. Splash Mountain's an all-time nickname. Anyways, on that Splash note, Nick, yeah, Splash, is... Splash, Mountain's Splash Mountain's good. I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, so this is where we depart. Do you have any closing thoughts? Comments, uh, concerns? Uh, no. Nope. All right. Nope. I'm all. So I... you can, Nick. You're you're giving away, you give away free NBA picks on your Twitter. Go ahead and plug that for me. I do. Uh, Twitter is at Tobias underscore Nick. You could follow that. You could follow my action network, which you can get the link through Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Follow me on Instagram, Nick underscore Tobias. You could go, go to caps on sports at caps on sports. You can see me t- tweet all the time. I always tag them um, free picks every day because that's what we do here. And sure. you want to follow me? Sure. You want to tail your tail. Uh, you want to fade your fade. I don't care what you do. Um, I'm just giving you some free picks. If you want to take my advice, sure. I don't care, but you know, they're out there in case you want them. So t- check it out on Twitter. Let me know what you think. Right. And I, um, d- absolutely. I think you, you went positive yesterday, right? Did you win? Uh, I, I, I technically went two and two because I took the Atlanta All Hawks right. live. Um, I went okay. two and one on my initial picks. I got uh, Hawks minus five. Okay. See, that's fine. That's what five. you tell people. You don't tell people you went live. It don't matter. I, the problem was I tweeted that I was taking Atlanta minus three and a half live. So. Oh, okay, then it counts, and it's in the it ethos. Counts. All right, two so you two. went two and two. But if but if somebody didn't see it when you when immediately after you bought, you went two and one. So that's making money. That's yes. that's money moves here. I put I put three um, out for today for uh, Thursday nice. the eleventh. So uh, let me know. Hopefully hopefully all three of them hit. I got Boston uh, minus two and a half. Houston Rockets money line. Absolutely. Um, and who else? Oh, then I have the the Sixers first quarter spread minus one and a half. Um, against the trailblazers because that first quarter sixer spread is a wagon money always always money um yeah so if you like what you hear if you no, i I mean if you like what you hear 
give us a review. You know, give us a like, give us five stars, give us four stars. Hell, man, I'm fine with 80%. That's good enough by my if you, Listen, if we're shooting 60%, man, even if we're three or five, if we're shooting 60%, that gives us a contract. We're good. That's better <laughs> shooting the Trey Young from the floor. That's all I care about. Yikes. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. Leave a comment. You can follow me on Twitter at Burner of Anthony. Nick, yours is Tobias underscore Nick and uh, Caps on Sports. Caps on Sports. Caps on Sports. Caps Wherever on you sports. can find them. Uh, Thanks for listening. See you next time. Oh, God.